30 years ago, I was in Indonesia and uh, living with a community of people whose language I didn't understand at all. One day they all jumped up and started going somewhere, so I jumped up and followed them. We walked through a rice field, and I heard this music in the distance. And as we got closer, I saw the screen, I saw the flame, I, I, and, and this guy uh, was making a, a, a voice, voices like something I'd never heard before. And I thought, I've walked into the primordial movies. This is the very first cartoon ever. This is the first animation. This is like cave paintings come to life. Larry Reed was a 25-year-old actor-director when he began a decade of intense study with an Indonesian shadow master. Had I had any idea how difficult it was to learn shadow theater, I would have been intimidated. My lord, it's Hanuman. He's your half-brother. It's like learning an opera. You have to be able to sing all the parts. A shadow master has to be basically a priest, a teacher, and a comedian all rolled into one. You both got those nine-inch nails. <laughs> Following a tradition that stretches back thousands of years, Larry performs all of the voices in his shows, as many as 20 in all. He doesn't use a script. Every performance is improvised. He's pissed, Dad. He's really angry. And he's taking it out on all the trees. Traditional shadow plays are based on Hindu myths dating back thousands of years. A shadow master's job is to interpret these ancient tales. We usually think of tradition as something that can't be changed, and here's something that is uh, so organic that it's always growing, in a way. Larry has turned his passion into a full-time profession, performing year-round. He's created 10 original productions, many of them stretching the bounds of the art form. Nobody really had ever done shadow theater that was the size of a drive-in movie before. And I used to joke about it when we were doing the traditional style. I used to say, gee, nobody will ever notice until we do it really big. And it was kind of true. We used xenon arc lamps in a, a, a black box because what you need to, to create a sharp shadow is a single point light source. What that gives you is an infinite range of focus. As soon as you have one thing in focus, everything there from that point on to the screen is also in focus. Here's a slide. In front of that, we can have a puppet moving around. And we can move the puppet closer to the light or farther away from the light and make it be as large or as small as we want. In front of the puppets, then we have an area where we have actors casting shadows. And we invented a kind of mask that they could wear, which permits them to see the screen all the time and yet have their silhouette in shadow. Anytime people start to work with us, or a lot of times even when people are looking at a show, and then they go home, and afterwards their whole dreamscape changes, and, and they start dreaming differently or remembering things differently. And I don't know, it's strange. Can't figure it out. But I like it. It makes it um, worth doing these projects, even though there's so much work. <laughs> it's really fun. The show coming up, we're, we're, we're trying all sorts of innovations. We're trying pro to project the shadows to, so they'll be really big. 
traditional uh, orchestra for this kind of theater is four instruments. The show coming up, we're using 15 or 20. And the music is being composed especially for this production. Yeah, I'm singing. Well, this is a Balinese gamelan orchestra. It's this particular arrangement of bronze keys and tuned gongs and um, drums and flutes. And uh, they're all, the whole set is made together. They're all forged, all the keys are forged together. And they're tuned by a gongsmith and blessed to be a unified whole. So it's not like the Western tradition where you might buy a single instrument like a violin or a viola and then join some orchestra. These, you have to get them all together. My God, I feel like I, I, I died and went to heaven. The challenge of working together is one of um, split-second timing. So, for example, when, he's, when he has two puppets talking together, there might be a moment where they say, well, let's, let's go and off to the next scene or whatever, and they'll, they'll get up and start to move along. Well, we have to strike in, strike up the music immediately at that point. <laughs> So making that coordinated and feel natural with the flow of his movement is the challenge, really. Yeah, that'll work. Cool. Larry is performing his new work, Dangerous Flowers, at the Julia Morgan Center for the Arts in Berkeley. There you are. Yeah. Oh, so glad you made it. We should start circling up now. For Larry, it's a homecoming performance. He performed his first shadow play here 30 years ago. Two words of advice. Play attention. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> All right, so turn up. Let's get started. Right before the show, I'm usually um, quiet in some way. Sometimes I, I, I even take a nap. Uh, but mostly I'm making a transition from being sort of an ordinary, everyday person into um, this other activity, which is really a sacred activity. That was some good advice, Dad. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Yes, Charaka Kitakarwa. Are you a mando? Are you a mando? I'm constantly filtering uh, the audience and listening to them, seeing what they respond to. That's why she's so glad to see you today. Mm -hmm. 
E I won't translate that. Their response uh, a lot of times yeah. makes me either extend a scene or shorten the scene or add a joke or, or, or try something else. Uh, so it's a real, there's a partnership that goes on with the audience. There's something about shadows themselves which I find compelling. I think that if I wasn't doing shadow theater, I'd probably be taking still photographs of shadows. I think there's some kind of a, a power or a spirit that they represent because they're so ephemeral. The fighting's finished. The stories go on forever. Thank <laughs> you.